Hi, and welcome to another episode of Prosper. I'm your host, Anna Maria Blevin, and today's topic is about disability. Our guest today wrote a book to quiet the noise that goes on in one's mind over the issue of disability. You don't want to miss this. We'll be right back. Entrepreneurs, start your engines. What engine did you ask? The engine that runs your business, of course. If you find you're lacking the power to accelerate past your competition, I have just the solution. Head over to ResonateEngine.com and find out how the Thought Partner Group team can build a custom engine that will help you secure your future, build your credibility, and finally see the success you deserve. and welcome to another episode of Prosper. I'm your host, Anna Maria Blivin, and to today's studio, we have Cheryl Schiltz. Cheryl, say hi. Hi, how is everyone? Everyone is bumping along. (laughs) (laughs) That's what we could say during these times, right? I know, I know. You know, I read resilience in all of your biography that I'm reading about you and what you're up to in the world. And I'd love for you to share your story and give us a lot of inspiration for resilience. Oh, boy. Um, Where do I start? Well, in 1997, I was introduced to disability. And through that experience, I learned a lot about myself and how I was able to get through these things. And it was all about, boy, it was all about just being fighting to get through it. I had to make a choice. Do I stay there or do I move on? One of the scary things was when I was introduced was, what do I do? Where do I go? Where did I literally, physically, psychologically go? And it took a lot of time to to try to figure out that question. And what I finally realized with the help of a fabulous counselor is when he said to me, Cheryl, you're still you. You're just in a different skin wearing a different outfit. And it was like a light bulb went on. And that's where I learned and understood that every single thing that I ever knew, experienced, saw, touched, felt, smell was still with me. Every single thing, right? So, but now there I was stuck in the middle. Do I go in the back, you know, behind, or do I go in the forward, or do I just stay in this place of I don't know what the heck is going on? But then when I learned that and understood, it's like now I still have it. How can I use all that, all of these wonderful things to move forward? I wasn't different, even with what happened to me. I still am not different. I'm not different in my in my psyche, in my my physical capabilities are a little wonky, but um, you know it, it's a matter of trying to get yourself to a place where you understand that you're still you, and it's really hard to do that. But once you find that, it's it's a realization that we are still whole people. And whatever happened to us is, it's trauma. 
there's PTSD in there. And it's getting past that just to start thinking in a different way. It is not easy by any means. But that little part where where you're stuck in that middle part, if you embrace everything that you had, it hasn't disappeared in one little tiny bit. Everything is still there. So when I learned that, it just blossomed for me. And again, it didn't happen overnight. One of the other things, Anna Maria, is I asked myself the why question forever. And one day, I don't even know where it came from. Honestly, I have no idea. I picked up the pen and it just showed up. And it was about, I often think, why did this happen to me? What did I do? Why was I put into this position? And you know what? There's no answer to it. It is what it is. And once you accept that, it's if you don't, it's like you miss out on just all of the amazing, beautiful, wonderful things that your life still has to offer. So glad you said that because it sounds like it's a mind game. Oh, well, yeah, it, it's, a, I don't know if I would call it a game. A mind but game. It, but it's yeah, a, well, it, it's a it, mental, it could be. A mental challenge, a mental framing. Right. And when you, when you do have that framing at the beginning, that frame is pretty doggone ugly, right? Because you're, you're consumed with what happened. And that is totally okay. That is okay. That's part of the process. The negative leads to the positive. When it's it's looked at, going from my experiences, but once I figured that out, that there's no answers to why, and you just it, it for me, I just went on understanding that I had a whole lot left to do, and I may yeah. not. I may not do things as well as I used to, but then I found a way to change the way I do it. And some that you, you found can. a workaround. Yeah, yeah. So that you could still accomplish what it is you wanted to accomplish. Oh, without a doubt. Yeah, I, I had a lot of things that I wanted to accomplish. The one as a, that right now is that I finished my book. And I'm currently uh, recording it into an audio book, and it's also an ebook. So um, it's called Silencing the Noise of Disability, and you can get it on Amazon. <laughs> and that's what I talk about. I, I talk about my journey. You know, when, and, and then what I mean by noise, and I, I believe your, your listeners will agree with this, is that noise is what's going on in your head because of this situation or that situation. I can't do this. I can't do that. And it's, just, it's so consuming. It is so consuming that all it is is your body and your mind and your spirit is just developed into this great big mishmash of noise in your head. And what I talked about before, when you figure out that why question and you know that I don't want to be here. I don't like this place. And little by little, you know, there's even times when I didn't even recognize that I did something that is like, wow, I, I did this without even thinking about it. Thinking is a big, big word. It's like, 
what do you think about? Yeah, you can think about here, there, and you know, before, after, but let's think about Right now, this very moment, as you and I are having this conversation, is amazing. This is a wonderful moment. And right here, now, the moment just passed. We made the best of it, right? So it's just following us. Just follow it. And those moments lead us into the future. And how can we take our moments and go there as happy as can be? (laughs) Don't you wish sometimes we could do away with the word disability and change that up for something different? Oh, yeah. You know, it's funny. I just had um, a conversation about that where the word differently abled, you know, people are like, hey, you know, I'm not differently abled. I'm able just like you. The word disability is, it's it, it's a slot, you know, it's a label just like there's so many different labels. And if we were to take those and disappear, you know, which really, we can put that in our own heart, but it makes it, to me, what I felt like was, oh my gosh, I know what disability feels like. I have a disability. What do I do with this? How do I move on? And, you know, the the various things that I had to go through, like, you know, I lost my job and I tried to get another job. And so it got to the point when it, I had to recognize I can't work anymore. It was just heartbreaking. But so I had to apply for social social security disability. It was the worst thing ever, you know, but I had no choice. And it was that actual moment when I wrote my name that I became, that became everything that I was defined as. Everything. Right. So let's talk about the label for a minute. With that label of disability comes a a certain amount of expectation. And I should say short-sighted expectation (laughs) because it's like, okay, so we um, fit the criteria for being labeled disabled. And that means we are limited, differently able. Maybe we can't do what we did before, but I love your attitude. It's like, but we can still do. Oh, Without a doubt, you know, disability is just a a frame of mind because we don't, and you know, when you really think about it, every single person on this earth has a disability. Everybody. Somebody may be colorblind. Somebody just broke their, their ankle. They're in a cast. They're now disabled. It may be a short amount of time, which can also be for a lot of us. And 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 disability, you know, in my case, and so me, I'm sure of your listeners, it's a long term thing. It's it's here, you know. It's not going anywhere. Right. Um, but it, it, I just because we are not in the the label of disabled because. We are just like everybody else. Treat me as a person. And so you know, people look at you differently. They, they, um, people relate to you differently. Um, sometimes they, they use the baby talk, you know. And, and, but it's, it's what we are, exactly who we are. We are 
awesome people. We have a lot to give this world. We have so much to give to this world and most importantly, to give to ourselves. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, along with that expectation, I was thinking in terms of external and internal and the fact that everybody around us doesn't expect as much. But more importantly, we're not expecting much from ourselves. And it's interesting that we would have this talk because I had, in 2014, I had a very bad car accident. And I started to have the symptoms of an autistic person. And, bef- and a second before that accident, no symptoms, right? Mm-hmm. But the second after the accident, now I've got symptoms of autism. And I've never had it before in my life. And I didn't even recognize that I was having those symptoms until way down the road when I started to realize all the things that I could not do anymore. And all the things that started to bother me that never did before. You know, that sort of thing. Yes. But I got to tell you that when I started to realize all the things that I could not do, like I did a second before the accident, I got depressed. I started thinking, this is not good. <laughs> How right. am I going to function? How am I going to continue to do what I want to do and need to do, you know, for the rest mm-hmm. of my life? And, and the more I thought about it, and the more I got depressed, and the more I got depressed, and the more, I, it's like a downward spiral. But mm-hmm. you're teaching us don't even enter the spiral. <laughs> but you know what, though, Anna Maria? There is a purpose for the spiral. The spiral is to, to know this is going, you know what was going on, and I knew what was going on. And, and it's an instant. You know, I woke up and fell to the floor. I'm like, I literally told to myself, it's like, am I dead? Is this what it feels like? There was this moment of that that thought. And with your example, boom, it happened. You had a car wreck, boom, there it was. Your life changed in that instant. And uh, and those thoughts, those are the noises that I'm talking about. That is the noise of disability. And they really want you to listen to them. I, I equate it to it as my bully. And it just wanted to constantly push me around. And just like, and, and the reason that I say introduced to disability, and people are like, what do you mean? Introduced? Why would you want to be introduced? Because that's for people that you first meet. And you and I had an introduction. And so it's like, why would I want to deal with this guy? I don't like him. I want him out of my life. But it ended up being very, very bad. He was just rotten. My beast was horrible. And it came to the point where I got to get to know him and maybe we can become friends. And getting to know each other, you know, I just I just got to the point. It's like, dude, I get, the, the thing about this is what happens with a disability or any other, you know, certain situation is that it controls us, right? Mm-hmm. It wants to take over. We are the ones that can control it. We introduce ourselves to that. And now it has to get to know us. So I love that. (laughs) Because you know what? You know what did it for me to get out of that spiral and out of the depression? Yeah. Somebody pointed out, just like they did for you, that you're still you. Mm -hmm. But here's what did it for me. 
because there were certain functions that I was not able to do anymore that were making depressed, they said, rather than frame it that way, how about frame it? You can do a, a lot of other things, but now you're a 2.0 self. <laughs> wow. Yeah. No, serious. That's what did it for me. Oh. To accept my 2.0 self. Mm-hmm. And right, acceptance is a huge, huge part of moving on and telling the beast that, you know what, I want my lunch money back and pick up my books. You know, the 2.0 self. And you're like, okay, 2.0. But you know what? You can build off that 2.0. You can end up back in a different way to a 4.0 student. And yeah, once I got to the point where, doggone it, dude, you know, you have to let me, I'm telling you what to do. You're not going to tell me what to do anymore. And once that happened, that led into beautiful, magical acceptance. You know, I may not be able to do some of the things that I used to, But the really cool thing is, I can rejoice in the fact that I did do them. That's like, you know, parachuting at one time. It's like, (laughs) I'm not doing that again. But it was a really cool experience. And I can say, oh my God, I did this. And there may be some things that you just can't change. Those are the ones you need to accept. But there's also a way of if you can't do a particular thing, or you think that you can't do a a particular thing, the cool thing that we can do is that we can change the way we used to do it with the changes in ourselves. And if you can't do it, hey, there you go. You you can rejoice in it. Because I, I think a lot of times, and I went through this, is that you have all of these memories that you know, the, the things you used to do and all of these things. And maybe some of it, it gets, it makes you really sad that you don't have that, right? But I, I like to equate it is that memories are like photographs. You can bring them out at any single time that you want to and just relive how amazing it was. And that little amazement is who you are. That's that thing that followed you into the place where you move on, you know, when you start wearing the polka dots and stripes together, you know, and using that. Right. You're equating that with apparel and I'm equating that with just, you know, okay, so I can't do the figures in my brain as I used to mathematically. Mm-hmm. Use the calculator. There you go. <laughs> you know? I still do without anything. <laughs> I, well, ha- lucky for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm playing with a, with a calculator. I can't do that. I can't add it. <laughs> Not anymore. So, you know, after that accident, I stopped being able to do my math mm. in my head. And oh. one of the things that I had to do for my job was kind of a mathematical thing and a logical thing Mm -hmm. and and separate things out in my mind and, you know, do things like make certain judgments on students' scores Mm -hmm. and things like that. A second before the accident, no problem. Second after, oh, big problem. Yeah. Almost lost my job. But thankfully, my employer worked with me and to this, uh, now I celebrate nine years with them. And you know, you heard that the accident was in 2014. So Mm -hmm. that was a while back. But I am so glad that, first of all, congratulations on writing your book. Thank you. Thanks a lot. 
and we we need to know that we can silence that noise. Mm-hmm. That noise is what gets us into a spiral. That yeah. noise is what tells us we can't do yeah. ABC, right. which affect maybe you can't, but you can do X, Y, Z. Yeah. You know, we all can get noisy, you know, it's like, oh, I got to go grocery shop and I hate it. So there's some noise going on for myself. It held me. I mean, it just gripped me, put a chain on my ankle and I wasn't going anywhere. And I just sat there like, all right, now what do I do? And every time I got up to walk and I fell and I had to do this, every time I couldn't do this, it was just this constant, constant noise. And it ended up into this great big giant mountain of noise. And I was like, how do I get rid of this? So I had to reverse it when I figured out there's no answer to the why question. It is what it is. And you, you know, I had to accept it to be able to go and experience all the wonderful, beautiful things that my life has yet to offer. Well, I'm so glad you shared that because my audience is also veterans. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And when we, you know I'm a veteran, so this yeah. is no news to you. When we also struggle with the noise, it's just so overwhelming sometimes. We know from your book and from your experience, we can quiet the noise. We need to quiet the noise, but it's a choice, just mm-hmm. like you said. It's a choice. And a lot of us have to choose that and choose to move forward with our lives and not stay stuck. Mm-hmm. Because those are the ones that are staying stuck, but they're not really being stay stuck. They're kind of going backward. And so rather than go backward, make the choice to go forward using Cheryl's <laughs> analogy of a bully, of, you know, a beast. Mm-hmm. Just tell that bully and tell that beast, I want my lunch money back and pick up my books. <laughs> right. right. Yeah. And, you know, you hit on something really, really important there, Anna Maria, is choice. We all have a choice to either live in this spot that really stinks and not take any working towards making a movement or going here. You can make a choice of either being in the in the now and staying in the past. And when I say now, it's, I think I alluded to it earlier, it's like this particular moment because it's beautiful, it's wonderful moment. And the, the future hasn't happened yet. Right. And we can all look like for me, it's like, oh, man, I really want to finish my book. I have that. So that's future thinking. And we all have to do that if we have a goal. And especially for our choice. We have a choice to make our lives beautiful, be it with a disability. And I like we talk about I hate that word with a change or a difference. Yeah. Uh, and being who exactly who we are, we can make a choice of either being stuck, where I say stuck, you are right between what used to be and what could be. You're not going anywhere. That really is, that's where you have to make that choice and yeah. hope that you make the choice to go forward because backwards going to keep you stuck. Right, right. Oh, wow. Hey, Cheryl, it's such a great honor to meet up with you again and talk about such a a very serious and 
I'm telling you, it's a timely subject as well because there's a lot of us because of COVID Mm. that are feeling kind of stuck, that are feeling kind of overwhelmed and wondering, are there ever going to be better days? Well, hello. (laughs) Yes, there are. Yeah, there are. I mean, even, even with this COVID stuff, it's okay to feel really crappy because we're all in this place where I just... You know, we all want it to be normal and get back to our lives the way that we had it. But, you know, we're in that spot. So, you know, when you really think about it, everybody (laughs) is like, is is doing the same thing. They all have uh, disability. I mean, what do you think about what kind of name would you put on that? And rather than saying disabled or disability, what would you say? I challenged comes to mind Mm. because we're challenged. Yeah. But who isn't? <laughs> See, there you go. It's it's a it's a worldwide thing. It's a worldwide thing and having somebody or any group singled out makes it like oh my god, everybody looks at you differently. They relate to you differently. You can't get some you know, there's times where you need to have um paratransport or something. You everything that you your life depends on something to get you wherever you want to go. And that just stinks. And they, they could be late, they, you know, picking you up or there, or they're just, it's just to be dependent on those kind of things, which, which is good. I mean, you need those services. But when you have to be just like, really? Can you be on time? Can you be courteous? I'm not just somebody you're throwing into your van, right? I'm somebody that wants to go to the store like you go to the store. It takes like a whole lot of extra work. So when I'm saying that, everybody is the same. There's a great uh, board for people with developmental disabilities has this amazing program, if you will, or this this great mindset about self-determination. It is, and they have a whole channel on it. And it's so great by talking about, hey, I'm me. I don't need to be looked at that way. I can do Whatever I want to do, I get to make my choices. And nobody's going to tell me that I can't make my choice. And that's what we can make a choice when we have this situation and we have, you know, meeting the challenges. So it is, it's a, it's a choice and it's kind of a, it's daunting because you don't even really know that you have a choice until you go, you know, I'm kind of sick of dealing with this exactly yeah yeah yes yes so in your book i'm sure you're going to share with us how you can get from a stuck stage to a stage where you're now aware you have a choice oh when did i become aware that i have a choice um i think it started when Okay, I was going through PT, which really was just not, I didn't find it, you know, <laughs> really helpful. And it, it actually, because of my, my disability, I lost my sense of balance. So there was, other than kind of, you know, giving me some way to compensate, you know, and that's great. But I also have this thing called the inside of disability. You work with people, PT, and you're doing whatever you have to do. But you have to think about what's in that person and the noise and what's going on with them and connect with that. I think that was the first time that I realized that I have a choice, that 
I'm going to do my own PT and I'm doing it on my terms and I'm going to figure out how to do it. I have that choice. So that's really how it started. I developed my own little devices and you know walked around outside where the where the um, <laughs> the townspeople thought I was um, having quite a few libations before I went out walking. So what I did is I put a water bottle in a paper bag and I just kept doing it. <laughs> That's so, funny. And, and you know, you're living up to their expectation because of the way they see that's you. That's right, right. So um, that's funny. Yeah. So that that is where it began. That was where it's like I still have these things, right? So let's stand on this piece of plywood with it propped up on a bottom step between a have the the door frame to be able to catch myself which was nearly every time but I'm going to try to stand on this angle I went after it and did it and over and over and over again but and and then just coming up with your own ways of hmm, I can do that so what's that telling you it's telling you that you have the strength, that you have the choice to keep going on that. You know, whether it's, you know, developing your own PT or you have a choice to step out of the, the stuck place and you have a choice to say, hey, I have a choice. I have a choice. You're not going to tell me what it is that's going to make me do this or give me this. It's like that doesn't work for me. Don't even give it to me. You know, that doesn't work for me. But you know what? That would work for me. And you have the systems and the silos and all that kind of stuff where nobody really talks to each other and, and you have this specialized there. And so that's a nightmare in itself. People try to tell you, okay, this will work really great. Let's try that. Say, like, hey, I'll try it. But you know what? It doesn't work. So I still want that. I don't want that. I don't care. It doesn't do anything. So we're not as powerless as as we may believe ourselves to Absolutely. be. Absolutely. We have a boatload of power within ourselves. And there is, nobody should have to be able to tell us what we have to do. You know, it, because we have a life. We're just like everybody else. You know, I want to do whatever it is I want to do. And we all want to do what we want to do because that is our life and that's what makes us happy that's what is fulfilling that is who we are and there's nobody has can take that away from us ever well you know this has been really a wonderful conversation between us Cheryl and my audience is just hopefully at this point just beaming with inspiration and thoughts for their own lives and I am so grateful for this opportunity to be with you on the Prosper Podcast. Don't go away. We will be right back. Hey, listeners. Did you get the feeling that you can have the power, the power to be strong in the face of being labeled disabled? Did you get the feeling that when you can say to that beast or that bully that's in your mind telling you you're stuck and you'll stay stuck and you're saying, hey, get me back my lunch money and pick up my books, you're taking control. 
I was so excited to hear her say that. I can't wait to read her book. So I hope that you are as excited as I am to know that either you could make a choice to stay where you're at, or you can make a choice to move forward. And when you make a choice to move forward, you're making that choice with power. Until next time, I wish you all well on your path to prosper. Prosper.